When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to the Kind of Funny Screencast. Of course, I'm Tim Geddes, and I'm joined by the big dog, Kevin Coelho, wearing some new, fresh, kind of funny merch. Oh, yeah, look at that. Look also, I just had a sip Tim's of garage. old water. Not, not great. How old? Just from yesterday. But yeah, that's enough, you know? That's enough. It, it have little bubbles good. in it. We're like, where those bubbles come from? No, no Kevin little bubbles. Where bubbles come from. <laughs> Kevin, where <laughs> the bubbles come from when, they, when water sits around like that? I don't Stagnation? know. I, I don't know. No, is that I don't the birth think so. of a mosquito? <laughs> <laughs> of course, that voice is the one and only Greg Miller. <laughs> We've had so much rain in San Francisco. I got this big old flower pot out there filled to the brim with water. And I was breeding mosquitoes, but then it got cold and it killed them. But I haven't looked again. Who knows what happened? You tip there. it over. Add a hole Dude, in the it's bottom. A, it's one of, I, you're under, Kevin, and I, this is, if I'm lying, I'm dying. It's like half your size and it's made of like ceramic. <laughs> if I tip it over, it's just going to smash. I, I thought about getting, I told Jen what I wanted to do is get a hose and do the thing like i'm sucking gasoline out of a siphon? gas you want to siphon like it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a gamble can i get no away you can see you can see it it's a clear tube you'll be able to see it no i only have garden hoses and stuff you you gotta gamble your life away. put a blindfold on too see what happens it's one of those projects where you're like man all the options i can think of are bad so i'm not gonna do any of them it's yeah. just there just get a sound isolating headphones you can hear it either <laughs> producer slash producer Nick Scarpino, how do you feel oh, about the birth great. of mosquitoes? <laughs> this is already a great podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And rounding out the crew is in some fresh nitro rifle merch, the one and only Andy Cortez. Great morning. Do I have to go to your place, Tim, to get the kind of funny merch or what's up? I, I, the kind maybe of funny Joe, maybe Joey will ship it to me in two years, Tim. Here's what, Who knows? Andy, here's the thing. I yelled at yesterday. I yelled at Jen yesterday. We're going to Tim's garage this weekend. To get okay. to Tim's garage, I have to go by your place, so I could pick it up and bring it back. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Large hoodie, medium shirt. No, then you're giving sure. him access to your area. You know what I mean? That's dangerous. Oh fuck, that's so <laughs> true. <Kevin. laughs> you know what, everyone? This is not the kind of funny podcast. Surprisingly, this is the kind of funny screencast where each and every week we get together to review the latest in TV, movies, and movie trailers. Uh, we do the show multiple times a week, sometimes, including the next couple of weeks where we are doing reviews for the Book of Boba Fett and for. DC's Peacemaker, which you're watching right now. You can get the show on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want it as a podcast, you just got to go to your favorite podcast service, search for kind of funny screencast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free, and if you want to watch live as we record it, you got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny, and you can do that just like our Patreon producers, Molecule at James Davis makes and Pranksy have done. We appreciate you all so very, very much. Today we're brought to you by MeUndies, DoorDash, and Chime. We'll get to all that later. I did want to let you guys know that we have a new thing that you don't need to be a Patreon person for. Anybody listening to this can write in to kindoffunny.com slash screencast to write in your questions, your comments, your theories about any of the shows we're watching, any of the trailers that you expect that we're going to react to. When you watch them, write your stuff in, and we'll talk about that stuff on the show. Thank you so much for all of that. But without further ado, 
I want to talk about James Gunn's Peacemaker on HBO Max. Nick Scarpino, I want to start with you. I think this show might be my new obsession. This is one of those things where if there were more episodes, if we if we were like doing the whole thing, like just the whole season all at once, like we've done some other shows, I would not I would not have stopped watching these episodes. I would have just kept going oh, and wow. just and just completely on this. I, this show is completely bonkers, completely inappropriate. And it's one of those things where I when I watched the trailer, there was some comedy that didn't hit. And of course it's James Gunn, right? James Gunn, we all know with the comedy goes with the shotgun mentality. Let's just blast out the jokes and see which ones stick. Um, and when we watched the trailer, I was like, some of these jokes aren't hitting for me. But what I realized about, oh, I don't know, five minutes into the first episode was I was like, oh, they can't put the jokes in the trailer for this because every joke that's funny is unbelievably inappropriate and completely wacky and just out there and like rated R. Aquaman fucks fish. No, he doesn't. Why would it, why would whatever his name, 89 with a Pepe the Frog lie to me? Yeah, so <laughs> I refuse funny. to believe he's lying to me. Yeah. Um, and shout out to John Cena, because like he's just, you know, he's one of those guys we've talked about, right? Like John Hamm and a bunch of other actors out there that try to be serious or action or whatever and are just comedic actors. And I think he's a perfect combination of just I think he's accepted that. He understands how he comes off. He's and, and a lot of his line deliveries are they're not great, but they're perfect for the role. Does that make sense? Mm, like, oh, I yeah. think that they're I think so that James Gunn got the takes and was like, no, don't even try it again. That was per- first take was perfect. Let's rock and roll on this one. I was just reading. Um, <laughs> he's like, no, no, yeah. done. You're, good. You're golden. Um, and just chewing up scenery, just loving the role. You can tell he's just made this his own and he's thrown himself 100% into this and just jacked out of his gourd for the scenes where he's outrageous. Uh, that was that one scene where he's sitting in his underwear and he's talking. And there's just so many veins everywhere. There's veins mm, everywhere. There's the one that's so going from here all the way it down. Just, all it the way jumps down. from the hand to the thigh. Um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I've I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think the the all the supporting cast is great. Mm-hmm. I want to give mm-hmm. a shout out to the guy that plays McNabb on Psych. He's in this as well. He was with the, one of the bodyguards. And Judo Master might be the best fucking thing. <laughs> oh, I knew ever, you were gonna love Judo Master. Ever put on uh, <laughs> on, on TV ever? Yeah. It's, what it's does great. Kia mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, but but you know it's it's I, I've had issues with some of the supporting cast for some of the Marvel shows where I'm like they're just not they're just not up to snuff with with the leads. But I think everyone, including Jason Patrick and uh, and, and everyone across the board here, is just it's just really fun. Robert Patrick, excuse me. Um, and I will say, like I was talking to Tim last night, I was like, the the highest accolade I can pay this is it feels like it's ninety percent an HBO show and ten percent an HBO Max original. And that I think to me, as far as production values and as far as how everything came together, I think that's that's a pretty good mark to hit. Andy Cortez, I like this show. And I'm sad I don't love this show. Mm. I think episode one ended and I was like, fuck, this is perfect. This is exactly what I wanted it to be. I absolutely love John Cena. I think he's doing incredibly well. Uh, Every time he's on screen, he's always stealing the show for me. And he's like, definitely like, damn, he's really killing it, which I didn't think I was going to feel that way going into it. Um, I just never loved that supporting cast from the Suicide Squad movie. And uh, I really only like Danielle Brooks as Leota Adebayo. I feel like she's probably the my favorite of that sort of crew that they're rolling with. Um, but I just never loved the characters in the Suicide Squad movie, and they're featured a lot in here. And they just don't hit as much as I would love uh, as I would like them to. Um, I am still super just really, really interested in the actual story and what's happening and the mystery and finding out about what the butterflies are and all that shit is just really captivating and awesome to see. So that's definitely what's 
keeping me going uh, for the most part. Um, I when Nick mentions the James Gunn shotgun mentality, for me it's like those shotguns usually hit with like a ninety five percent clip. Like Guardians one and two are flawless for me. Um, I loved Suicide Squad a lot, but I feel like it's missing a bit more here. And I wonder if maybe those jokes would land if they're if there was was different casting, if there were different characters and different actors portraying these roles, Judo Master absolutely fantastic. That's a great moment, and I just laughed at any time. It, it, the any, hot Cheetos, the hot Cheetos, like it's so stupid. And that's one thing I love about James Gunn. He just he'll always. I, I feel like James Gunn has the freedom to just introduce a stupid ass element because he probably laughed about it with his friends on set that and said, "Yeah, we should absolutely do that." And um, yeah, yeah, I, I really, really <laughs> like this show. I just I want to love it. And I hope that the rest of the show, uh, maybe I get used to the cast and maybe I start to enjoy them more and more as it goes on. But so far, I'm like, all right, I like it. I just want to really dig it. Like, I feel like everybody else here will. Greg Miller. Um, I wasn't super stoked. Like, I love James Gunn, so I knew I would like this. I, I liked Suicide Squad. I enjoyed Suicide Squad, right? And John Cena was funny in that. And I think John Cena has been funny in a number of things. Uh, and in episode one, when we got to the bar scene and then got back to the girl's apartment, I was in love and it's never stopped. Yeah, I was, God. I, 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 I was already enjoying myself in the show, but that's where it turned the corner where I was like, this is fucking awesome. And to have it end the way it ends with him putting on the helmet and doing the shot, Sonic Boom. Like, I was like, <laughs> this was so good. And I was, I think I'm right there with Nick where, you know, I had, a, I actually stopped and had to do other stuff. And then I came back to it hours later last night to watch it. Mm -hmm. And it was such a night and day thing of the first time of getting going. All right, what's the pace of the show? To where I watched episode two and it was like over. And I was like, fuck, that was, and I looked, and I was like, yeah. that was 40 minutes. Yeah. That whole, I'm like, start, I was going to watch episode three this morning. I was like, I got to get right back to episode three. Like, the show's great. I, I, um, I'm with Andy that in the Suicide Squad movie, the supporting cast, I wasn't really feel, feeling of you know the bookworms at home, right? Like with all the weird last names, which I'm so glad they was it Peacemaker calls it. Why do you all have such weird last names? But the uh, what is Economos. it? Uh, John Economos. Thank you. I'm looking at the thing here. New York Harcourt. Like. I actually went back and watched a little bit of Suicide Squad last night. And I was like, yeah, I wasn't feeling them there. I think they shine in this show. And I think the mm -hmm. way they get to interact and we get to spend time with them and go with them works so well for it. And seeing the Amelia character, right, in the bar, talk shit immediately to Peacemaker, right, fight the guy, get out of there. And then when she gets the call that everything went bad, she marches out of there to go. Like, I really like it, let alone the fact that uh, Danielle Brooks, who played Tasty in Orange is New Black, is here as Leota, right? And I think she's so fucking good. Right. And, like, even the chemistry right. she had with John Cena when he when she comes out, is any eagle in your car? Yeah, it's eagly. Come on over. Is he me? Does he, what, is he, does he like people? Is he friendly? I wrote it down. Is he friendly? Is he friendly? And then you buy, oh, I thought you meant friendly to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that entire fucking scene, I was like, holy shit. But then shit, later where he's like, eagly like, he's like, I trust you. Why? Because eagly likes you. He bit me. Yeah, but he didn't bite you as hard as he likes everyone else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I kind of came into it a little bit worried just because uh, the humor can be a bit much. Uh, but, man, I think from the intro rolling, I was like, oh, man. This, like, here are a bunch of characters that we don't know yet. Like, it ends with, with Judo or Master. What's, what's his name? Uh, on Judo top Master. of him. Judo master on top of it. It's the most bizarre choice, guys. I, but I love <laughs> it. I love it. It's the it's, most bizarre choice, and it works. I and think that it's just the old man from next door. He's got a feature <laughs> role, and all he's done is cut shrubs and been told to fuck off. I'm like, yes. Yeah. Uh, I I think that 
it's like just so perfectly cast. I, I I also am not a huge fan of the the team that they have, uh, but I feel like Tasty is good. I like that the the reveal of um, what's what's her face being her mom, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller, yeah, thank you very Davis. much. Yeah, Viola Davis, thank you. Um, that I thought was a big moment that like put things make more sense. Uh, it was definitely like then, a, oh moment. yeah, exactly. I, I don't know that it need like you know needed to be, but like whatever. I I was into it, um, and also it kind of makes me like think that like okay, this isn't just like a squad that's gonna die, right? Like they have some value. They're probably gonna do something cool. Um, but yeah, I am loving every aspect of it. I think that, that uh, what Vigilante's character before it's revealed who he is, what it, that was like. There's something away about the way that he he uses his body to emote and stuff that I think was so good. And it's I love when there's characters where all you see is just their their suits. There's no emoting, and they can still translate what they're feeling through that. Yeah, yeah. Nick. I was gonna say like I I normally don't love that, but in this it makes I don't I don't love whenever the suits aren't like movie level and you get to, and you're just looking at them for a really really long time. But um, there's something about the vibe that they cultivated in this with like and going riffing off of sort of what you're saying about not necessarily loving the supporting cast and kind of feeling like they're not you didn't, you didn't want to see more of them. That's kind of the vibe of this show is all of these people are sort of have are like. The, like the the expendables that they've cast aside to like throw into this like this group of of outcasts and, and, I think and, and just keep, put that in context they're the expendables from the suicide from the squad. suicide squad yes. yeah so like they're the worst of the worst and 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 vigilante i think is is so perfect because his costume like yeah it looks good don't get me wrong but it, it looks amazing vigilante's costume i want that fucking costume it is so damn cool but, if i was a superhero it, that's my suit his but like it looks, twitches but it looks like Kind of, kind of like cosplay, you know, like that. And I that's what yeah. I like about it. I, I think that looks so cool. But I think with him, there's something about the way he like is constantly moving. Whenever he's talking, he's like, and it, it like works so well with the characters. And I find that like there's so many moments where we see that where like John Cena will he'll be saying something, and like I. I think John Cena is a phenomenal actor, and I think that later on in the season, I'm gonna guess we're gonna get some really like intense scenes because like they're setting up a bunch of stuff with with the dad and stuff, and we have moments where he says something to his dad, and we see John Cena like totally break and like you know, and he's doing that really well. I over the last like year and a half, I think I've gained a lot of respect for John Cena because he's like, but, but like he's comedically a phenomenal actor. Like he he has this ridiculous body that he uses in the most like hilarious of ways. Like him going down the the balcony, the it shouldn't have been funny the fifth it time, really but it was. It, it was. was Breaking <laughs> up to do it and tossing his stupid bag of stolen <laughs> records. It's so <laughs> good. Like every time. Yes. <laughs> the the fact that like um, I mean we're also obviously in the spoiler territory here, but like. I will say, like, I was I was surprised and and very, very happy that they found that kind of emotional core to the character, right? Because for the most mm-hmm. part, he's just this, like, to- total douchebag, bravado, like, fake bravado guy, right? But then when he gets up against his dad, you see that melt away. So that was a great scene with him yeah. where he's, like, the only thing his dad liked about the story that he told was that some kid got tortured by his dad. But then he goes, well, tell me that guy's not the guy that shot you. And he goes... I can't tell you anything about everything about quarter it's month. So you know, it's yeah. But then we I have love that, that he also doesn't scene. lie. 
his no, dad. No, no, he can't lie to him. Yeah. But then we have that wonderful scene where he goes home and he Christ. breaks down and starts crying. Yeah. And he's like, Dyed Beard would be your friend, but you keep pushing him away. Like, he could be your... And I was like, God, oh, that's actually that's a really good, like, touching scene. And yeah. then, of course, Vigilante <laughs> is there. And that joke just goes on way too long. Way too long. No, 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 it goes on. I love it. thing. It's one of those jokes that goes on too long, but then so in the longer you I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm back in. I'm back in. Back. <laughs> it's like, just oh, look, God. look, look, there's nothing, there's no dick. Yeah. yeah. Look at my crotch. My dick's not out. Yeah, but, uh, but, uh, but I like this because I think this is, a, I think the whole show is a really good combination of like the boys and the tick. And if you've never seen the tick, yeah. like, this is the, it gives yeah. me this kind of vibe where it's like anything can happen. It's weird yeah. shit. It's a bunch of characters you don't really know or, or have any touchstones for. Um, but it's working. And John Cena's killing it, man. It's it's yeah. a fun show. There's one more scene I want to talk about that I really liked. The that like blows me away because I shouldn't like feel as much as I do. But the scene where uh, Vigilante comes in and essentially does the assassinating, the way they timed it and paced it, where it's like Vigilante's like. Just the, the back and forth of like, I'll, I'll do it. He goes, and him going guy. there. Yeah, huh? he's, he's little, and it was a yeah, tender. Yeah. You're talking about when, when he when with the sniper rifle? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he has that. It's actually like, this is what I think is good about the show. He yeah. has that tender moment where he's like, hey, man, hey, big guy. Why don't, yeah. you, why don't you step aside for a second? Yep. And then just gets in there and just fucking eats their lunch. But, I mean, he, but he also doesn't do it quickly. Like, he, he's like, uh, and then like the girl's calling out what's going on. And it still takes him a second. Like. He could have gone in there and t- done it all quickly, but like it's still like you kind of get the sense that it's not it wasn't easy for him either. Oh no, I think I th- I got the sense that it was super easy for him. Oh, he, he was humming out of it, and he, he loved was it. Fun. But what I think was funny about that is he's obviously a psychopath, and he talked <laughs> about how he loves killing people. Yeah, but he is actually likes like he has affection for Peacemaker, and it was a touching moment where he's like, "Hey, I know you can't kill this kid. I'll kill him for you." And then he, and then it's a a, twi- a quick twist where it's like, oh no, he just enjoys killing these people. Like he he really likes it, but he's still doing his friend a solid, which I thought was nice. And then John Cena's yeah. like having a, a panic attack in the corner because he can't kill anyone anymore. And I, the well, Dove I, of Peace wasn't written. I love the Dove of Peace. <laughs> I love like, that it has a name Dove too, Dove of Peace. Like the Dove of fucking Peace. I'm right there with all you guys. I am absolutely loving the show a, a lot. Like um again going into a peacemaker show an entire series on hbo it's like this seems unnecessary and the moment you start watching it's like no it's this is so necessary it has its own place it's not the boys it's not the tick it's not any of the the disney plus marvel shows we've seen like it is very much its own thing and that thing is just unadulterated just pure james gunn yeah and this Unfiltered. you watch this for five minutes and you're just like this is why he got fired from disney like this makes so much sense and like what a world we live in that resulted in this because this just allows him to go all out and he's still doing guardians three like that's kind of best case scenario for me because i i'm really enjoying the show on a lot of levels it's making me laugh constantly it is the shotgun approach and i would say that for the most things are hidden for me and they hit very hard um and that's very surprising because this show feels like moment to moment like a 20 minute comedy series but it's an hour long but like greg was saying it doesn't feel an hour long and i think it's because it is backed up by a compelling story like andy was talking about where i am interested in in what's going on with these butterflies who they are what's happening and i think it's cool and it's a little bit kind of nice to not be that familiar or familiar at all uh with so many of these characters and storylines that i don't know what's what the comics where they go like i don't even know where to begin to look for uh, for that information so it's just kind of fun to be along for the ride and james gunn cares and i just love when you can tell somebody cares when they're creating something with us and it doesn't just feel like content like Mm -hmm. every character like has heart and soul and all that stuff i do think that 
it is inappropriate. Like so much of the comedy is funny because it's inappropriate. Yeah. And I, I think that it, there has to be some type of redemption moment because oh, there will be. I, I hope so. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, it feels a, a, a lot. Like I don't even want to say a bit much. It's a lot. And it's like in every single way where it's not just one character or two characters. Like it's most of the characters. And so I'm just kind of interested in how long that's going to last and when that turning point is going to happen and what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I really, I, I am with most of the people here where the characters that are from Suicide Squad that are in this movie, when they're in the movie, it kind of felt like, oh man, this feels like a spinoff show that they're tr- yeah, clearly trying, like to they're and trying to plan. This sucks. Yeah. I don't get that vibe from them at all in this. I, I really like it. I feel like the, the die beard dude is used just the right amount because he mm-hmm. probably is the weakest link for me. Um, but I don't think that he's doing a bad job at all. Like he makes me laugh. Like everyone makes me laugh. And in a show mm-hmm. that is uh, supposed to be a comedy and it's a superhero comedy, like this is, it's achieving it on every single level. And I'm very, very impressed. I'm, I'm curious to see if the, like for me, absolutely great. Uh, Tim, I agree with you. And I think just going forward, I really like the action in this. I feel like the scenes are shot well. I feel like there's a good good amount of production value behind that and the energy's there. I'm curious to see what happens when, because I don't, did James Gunn do all of them or did he just do the first three? Oh, he did them all. He did them all. Oh, and wow. Before okay. we continue talking though, let me tell you about our sponsors. Guess what I use all the time, ladies and gentlemen? DoorDash. That's right. I come down here. I record the shows. I come upstairs. Jen's taking care of our newborn. Is a three-month-old? Our three-month-old. And guess what? We're both too tired to make food, so we order on DoorDash. We do it all the time, and you should, too. You've got back-to-back meetings, errands to run, and chores to take care of. What's the secret to clearing your to-do list? A little help from DoorDash. Along with the restaurants you love, you can now get groceries and other essential items delivered to your door with DoorDash. Get drinks, snacks, and other household items in under an hour with over 300,000 partners you can support your neighborhood go-to's choose from your favorite national chains like Popeye's Chipotle and Cheesecake Factory for a limited time our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download that's you download the DoorDash app and enter the code games 2021 that's 25% off up to a $10 value in zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter the code games 2021 don't forget that code is games 2021 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash subject to change terms apply kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees no overdraft fees no foreign transaction fees and no service fees get all that and then some with chime an award-winning app and debit card they've also got over 60,000 fee free in-network atms all over the place like at most walgreens 7-elevens or cvs's you can access your money when you need it where you need it Make sure you make the first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score. Get started at Chime.com slash KF Games. That's Chime.com slash KF Games. Banking services provided by and debit card issued by Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members, FDIC. Get fee-free transactions at a Money Pass ATM in a 7-Eleven location and at any AllPoint or Visa Plus Alliance ATM. Otherwise, out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed. The recipient must use a valid debit card or be a Chime member to claim funds. Relationships aren't perfect, and MeUndies is celebrating our imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. I don't have to read the ad anymore. I can just tell you I'm wearing MeUndies, ladies and gentlemen. Always have been, always will. You know, not always, I guess. But what happened is I had a bunch of underwear I didn't like that much, and then I tried a couple pairs of MeUndies, and I was like, these are amazing. And I ordered a whole bunch of MeUndies, and now it's all I wear. And I am due for more. Maybe I'll do it here. Back to the ad. Gifting underwear for Valentine's Day? 
Wow, real groundbreaking. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun limited edition prints. And if you're single, don't worry. You can mingle in matching pairs with your friends or even get dog hoodies and buddy bands to match your four-legged pal. MeUndies has a great offer for our listeners. For a limited time, only get 25% off your first order of matching pairs for Valentine's Day. And... As a first-time purchaser, you can also get 15% off in free shipping right now to your door. To get 25% off matching pairs, 15% off your first order, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. That's MeUndies.com slash kindoffunny. Yeah, that makes me happy. That makes me happy because these th- the first three episodes were pretty seamless as far as all that was concerned. And like the scene where Judo Master comes in and kicks the shit out of everyone, I... Uh, and Vigilante's like, no, 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 you, you won. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, won. yeah, fair fight, like, fair I'm fight, yeah. I'm fair fight, you're good. Um, and then, oh, God. Even the, the scene that follows that where the, the, the former torture. Secret Service agents held at gunpoint and Tasty, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm sorry, uh, Leota, I'm going to call her Tasty the rest of the yeah. show, uh, can't shoot, right? Yeah. Like, I just love his performance, right? McMahon. I mean, like, whoa, listen, it goes into the, the family, like, oh, my God, it gets so serious all of a sudden. I thought yeah. we were really going to get a Rick and Morty moment there, Kevin, of – the headshot going off and it turns out he was an alien that sort of bit where they in rick and morty episode where uh there was a bunch of imposters around them and they're kind of like wait you're not actually from my past i thought we we're gonna get a moment there and uh no they just straight up killed a, <laughs> yeah, a bodyguard really, what i like about that is like is is no joke like that was a, that was a moment right where hardcore like kills him and you feel bad you're like oh these yeah. are bad people i forgot they're, they're these are, this is an assassination squad and you felt it in that moment yeah. um but then of course it was punctuated immediately by cutting over and having um judo master flicking flaming hot cheetos at john cena's face like ah what are they putting cheetos these days john cena's just such a gift and it's it's the physical comedy like kevin said like True. he just uses his body so well but it's just like he not only uses his body well to just be funny his costume, his lack of costume. Like, I love how stupid his costume is and how they, they use that to great effect. But then he's in his underwear for half the show. Yeah. And then he's in his underwear with the helmet. And it's just like every fucking choice they make is so There's funny so when it comes to John Cena's presentation and the way he moves, the amount of dance scenes he has. Like, I love that the, the show starts, you get that intro and you're like, okay, we know exactly what we're in for and it, it just keeps delivering and i love that like every time there's any chance to play music james yeah. gunn finds a way and oh, he yeah, makes it time. relevant with the themes with the tones with the vibe it's always funny it's always clever it's well choreographed i'm like damn man like i can't believe we're getting a show there's a sequel to the suicide squad movie there was a reboot sequel to a bad suicide squad movie Terrible. from the dude that made pg porno back in the fucking mm-hmm. early 2000s like mm-hmm. all of this should not have lined up to be here but i am so happy that it did andy cortez yeah i totally agree with you and his sort of uh, james gunn's just use of of the art and the shots being used and the music being used he just has such a great sense of style and what looks good on screen and what feels good to watch and he's absolutely nailing that on all fronts i'd say like that accompanied with john cena being so strong as peacemaker like i think i would love this show a lot more if this were like the mandalorian and it were just john cena kind of you know almost monster Mm -hmm. of the week you know encountering a new group of people that he had to sort of act opposite uh of and I think it's a lot of his just demeanor. John Cena is playing such a great himbo. He's such a 
he's an absolute idiot. And I love how I love how the characters point out like, yeah, he's probably racist. He's really misogynist. He's, you know, not a good dude. But there's a part of him that plays such a a great kind of like. I'm trying to be better, and yeah, I know well, I what, want to be better. It's what, it's what, they've, done make, it's so it's what they've done to make him endearing, so right? Where Suicide Squad was this thing that he was funny and like, oh, I thought you were the crazy one, right? When he's like, I kill everybody to make peace or whatever. And then at the end, he, he flips on flag, and we're like, oh, he fucking sucks, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so to say then, I remember when we knew he was getting a show then, you're like, oh, that's a weird end, note to end on. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so powerful that they come here and introduce Roger, Robert Patrick as his dad. Yeah. And you get in there, and he's dropping racial slurs and all sorts of slurs and being a horrible person you're like oh this is why he's like that and yet you do see him trying to be good in his own way yeah but not like he can't because of his upbringing right and even the way his dad pushes back on him all these different things the only thing you can get him to be happy about is you know but, the, uh, no, sorry go ahead. i was gonna say but you get you get the sense that he's he has all those things around him as like guard because that's how he thinks he needs to act around his dad but he doesn't like he, john cena does a good job and the writer does a good job of he's very conflicted about that stuff because that stuff's just sort of the armor he's put up around growing up in a white supremacist's house and he does it like there's that there's that again tying it back to that crying scene where he's like rick flag was right like peacemaker what a joke like all of this all of this shit that i all, uh, this 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 character that i've made for myself is a joke nobody likes me i am an asshole i am a racist like and and what i like about that is you're, you're putting your character in a place where he has the opportunity for profound change and you can play around with that but then you also have those moments of very real douchebaggery where he's tied the two people up and the woman's like, you like Cinderella? And he's like, I do like Cinderella. And he's just like, he looks at her. He's like, what are you going to do? Fuck him right now? And John Cena looks at her. He's like, is that a, poss- like, is that a possibility? Like- <laughs> and none of it should be funny because it's such <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Like, it's I so feel like- low-hanging. Tim, it's on the fucking ground. It's not even It's on the ground. 10 out of 10 times it'll be like a setup for a joke that we all see coming but like it's, oh, it's the execution of it yeah. and it's it's the follow-up to it and it's everything that's just kind of like working together another example of that for me is uh during the the, the fight scene that just breaks out with the the woman the, the cheetah woman yeah. uh in in the house and i love the choreography and camera work of it of like just kind of following john cena again in his underwear which is just mm-hmm. hilarious and there's a shot where it's quiet for a second you just <laughs> see a wall and you're like he's, yeah, gonna, he's gonna, gonna go through the wall yeah through the wall and it's fucking hilarious like that is that perfect type of thing where you either it either works or it doesn't work and i just feel like james gunn understands how to make that work how to make the berenstein bears thing work like all these things that we've seen and heard a bazillion times like he he recontextualizes it in a way that like makes it funnier than it's ever been i don't know i'm just i'm really in love with it and that's the thing too of like you know you mentioned the couple getting tied up amber and evan right like when you get in there i think any other show that would be such a they'd be such non important characters, but the way they play it, like I was yeah. so into Amber and Evan <laughs> and like their thing. And I, and like he says, I look fat in this negligee. <laughs> I can't see how he would say that. I said, I just said, I liked other pajamas. Yeah. Like, and, they're, like, and then the narrative thread throughout of them, them, you know, going to, get paid off and pick the wrong guy and yeah. then the, the after credit scene of her taking like, the photo and the screen picture. through the wall yeah, yeah. yeah. and then and the then, other after credit scene <laughs> oh shit I, I haven't seen any of the after credit scenes damn yeah, it they're little, all great this every episode has one they're great and I mean just the fact that like it, there's just a hard cut at one point and then it cuts to, the, to him and her in bed and you're like yeah that makes sense yep yep it's just well, like, not yeah. just him and her and then it cut, and then, yeah, pans <laughs> over and vigilantes there too you're like oh yeah yeah I do I I 
like what we were mentioning earlier, the the story is still what's definitely pulling me in and it's going to keep me there. Not only with what's happening with the butterflies, but with Robert Patrick and the whole white supremacist oh, yeah. stuff in the jail mm. and seeing yeah. all these people jailed that kind of follow him and realize like at one point, you know, you could tell they're in jail because of him likely <laughs> and he is their leader. And to see the people in the jail react that way, like that has a lot of weight to it. And I'm really excited to see what the thread is there and how that, because right now James Gunn is just kind of dropping all sorts of little stuff at you that is hopefully going to pay off later on. But it's just exciting that not only is it the butterfly stuff, it's also Robert Patrick and just being an awful like KKK guy. Like this mm-hmm. is, I'm excited to Let's see what happens with that plot line. Yeah. And I think that it's cool that he is so good at balancing that type of serious shit that like you can very easily fuck up, but he balances that with just this real fun take on comic books and old comic books. And like, I mean, just look at Peacemaker's outfit, right? Like how ridiculous it is. Like that very much is the tone of how James Gunn sees how stupid and silly this all is. But the way that he like weaves in like, like, the idea of canon even like they joke about canon constantly like the the the, the wookies assholes have teeth like that's canon man like, like <laughs> yeah, that, the fact that in episode why? two james Gunn goes out of his way to confirm batmite in the dc yeah. movie, right yeah. of like who's batmite oh an interdimensional if that's obsessed with batman it's like oh my god that's great it's just cool that like he 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 obviously has the the passion the love the knowledge of all this stuff but like he weaves the that type of shit to build out the dceu in a totally different way while still weaving in references to aquaman and references to batman and we know who he's talking about and it's just like that's such a hard thing to do but like it's just once again james gunn continuing to make like one of the better dceu properties and like this kind of corner of it that doesn't work against the stuff like i I think that's the the best thing is it still celebrates the dceu movies it's not like saying fuck you to them which i think would have been the easier route to take uh you can like see the more this, cynical you can comedy see this existing in that universe like yeah. this is it doesn't feel out of touch for that it's, universe which it's, I it's still weird to me though i mean like not not to tread all the way back to like the origins of the dceu but this does seem like this this seems more deadpool to me than it than it, this seems like it should belong more in the marvel universe to me for some reason still uh but i do love that that dc and warner has given them license to include a line like aquaman fucks fish and I and and they're like, cool. So we're just good. gonna let him. It's so good. Let him do what, what what do you say? He's like, why wow, he's fuck? He's out there fucking sturgeon or sturgeon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's just a gr- that's just a great word to sturgeon choose. Sturgeon right is there. a great word. Like sturgeon is the perfect fish. Perfect Either fish. that or like marlin or something. But like, yeah, that, no, it's too big, I think Andy. He, I think he just has such a great sense of of what's going to be funny. Um, I will say though, Vigilante not working for me so far. And he's a Nick, lot, really, Nick he's a lot. It. Nick I, I listed him in my uh, on my thing when they introduced him as just Adrian at the restaurant. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't like this guy. But then once I put it together, of oh, that's Vigilante, I was in, and I, I love it. I loved again the whole conversation introduction to him. Yeah, when he interrupts John Cena crying, and they go, it goes on too long. But then there's the whole Louis C.K. bit because <laughs> because he's a ginger. What don't you read the news? No, it's too depressing. It just goes on like. That. But then I loved it when they pulled off his mask at the torture scene. Yeah, and, uh, he. What are you doing with your face? <laughs> he said, "If I keep doing this, he won't know my secret. He won't be able to identify me." I was like, "Oh my god, this that's is so funny. funny!" Like a a quarter of what he's doing, I'm into, yeah, but a lot it's of too I, much. I sometimes. think Nick nailed it with this. Feels like Deadpool, where he kind of just feels like doing. He's doing a Deadpool impression. Yeah, and a lot of it is either the delivery or the the tone of voice, and also the jokes. I 
but again, uh, John Cena makes it work somehow and having that back and forth and having this weird sort of relationship, like the the sequence in the forest where they just kind of go God. release their stress and just start shooting a bunch of shit. That's that's James Gunn making just a stupid ass sequence and making it great and so mm-hmm. fun to visually watch. But so far, Vigilante, I am not in on and I God, I hope he grows on me because that's the character that I would normally really like. And I just... I don't know if it's maybe just the the portrayal or not that I know who the fuck Vigilante is, but yeah. I think just like the <laughs> I was line such a delivery. Huge Vigilante fan. They really I, nailed the character. I think just character. the the delivery and the lines that he's given is not working for me like I would hoped it would. I I, 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 I want to say real quick uh, that we've talked way too long without showing some goddamn respect to Eagly. Like oh, he, hugs he is incredible. When he hugs him, when he hugs him, I almost lost my shit, and it just. He doesn't miss every time. All the interactions with him are phenomenal, and I thought it'd be too much, but it's yeah. not. When he's hanging out of the car window and his little tongue's going, <laughs> and it's like there's no reason that that would happen, but I fucking love it. I, I really, really enjoy him. I enjoy his use of fire. He better not die. That it will not be okay. Oh, I love hundred percent ending. Don't do this. Yeah, I love ending the the theme song with him just kind of like doing a ta da. Like it's it's so great. And I also um, love. And he breathes. The, I like that too. Like he was actually whole, a dancer. Like, yeah, yeah. I love the whole storyline with the the dogs. It's like he just he just really loves wearing the clothes. Like it's God, so funny. stupid. I yeah. I, I see. I think um, we haven't talked really about the the hardcore character, but I think um, damn it, I had the, the page pulled up. Wait, real real quick, I just page. Go for it, I was gonna say one more thing about Eagly, but I lost it. I don't know where to. Oh, oh no, 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 no! The first episode where he does the sonic boom, there was a moment where it was like, and they faked this out, right? Because because he drops the pheasant for yeah him yeah. to eat. Possum. But there was that moment. Was it a possum? Anyways, yeah. uh, there's that moment where <laughs> we different. think he's dead. Me and Paul got upset. We got upset for like ten seconds, for and me, then it's revealed. It it's a- like thank God. In episode two, they kind of gave faked us out too, where I thought he got shot when they were running to the car. Like he cacaws at one point, and I was like, and then I think uh, I'm gonna, I'm sorry, Tasty Danielle, the actress, uh, goes, damn. I, I thought like, oh, did he just get shot? Did they just shoot Eagle? Yeah. No, I was gonna give a shout out to uh, Jennifer Holland's character in this, which I think she kind of plays the the audience where, or like, where she's she she's kind of charged with the role of being like, all of this is absurd. Get in the fucking car. Like, what are you doing? What's happening? Um, alongside uh, the guy that plays Mern, uh, I think he Boy does a Chuck. great job too. I think he does he a great job. husband. Yeah, but I, I see where Andy's coming from with Vigilante. I think that I think it's less the actor Andy and more just the James Gunn mentality of like, let's throw everything in here, and you it's like a buffet. You just you, you take what you want from it, and the rest of it maybe you don't want so much. And I'll agree that I think that he's one of those characters. I'm like, this is getting a little cringy sometimes with the back and forth, some of the improv. I wish they'd have cut that down a little bit, um, but. In other ends, I mean, and same with some of the other instances where, like, the Dick Vampire stuff. Some of that stuff just didn't work for me. Where I'm like, all right, see, he, we're letting him keep going. But that's a, that that same criticism can be said for every single James Gunn movie that he's made so far. Like, I never liked the Taser face joke, for instance. That's just never been something that that's funny to me, and that went on for so long. Um, I would have cut the, that part. The thing here, the you know, the Dick Vampire thing too, is like they've done such a great job of introducing Peacemaker and get, easing us into it that I even when he's having a dick face or a dick vampire conversation, I'm like, this is in line with who he is. And I enjoy that part of it. I Whereas taser face always felt that it was not taser felt always felt out of place. And then it, it did, also didn't feel funny. Yeah. Even when rockets mm-hmm. reaction was to laugh so hard at it. It was like, 
Well, we're in a world where yeah. we're talking about Star Lord and you know yeah. all these different weird names. Like Taserface doesn't immediately me as an audience member make me laugh. No. And and I guess I think less about that because that's um, approximately four minutes, maybe three sure. minutes in a two and a half hour long movie. So I'm I think a little bit less about those mo or mm-hmm. you know two hour movie. Yeah. So that doesn't affect me as much. But I think when we get those jokes that go on too long, they're a lot more noticeable in in forty minute chunks. And um, yeah, and I think that the there I I guess that's about it. That's all I have to say. They're just more noticeable to me. Whenever we get those jokes that don't yeah. aren't necessarily working, yeah. it's like maybe those jokes also wouldn't have worked in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. But I loved that cast so much, and I love the delivery of their lines so much that maybe they did work there because I just appreciated that cast and crew a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that like what Greg's saying is totally right. Like that them. Him having the monologue about the butt baby, like that was great. makes it make, but great that line. makes the conversation of the dick vampire. God, uh, I mean, yeah, like it, you know, it backs it up a hundred percent. So it's yeah. it's for me, it's while it's not the funniest joke, right. there I I enjoyed the first bit of it, and by the time it was over, like it hadn't annoyed me to the point where I was like, all right, this is getting old. And you I know? really. I also just want to say really, uh, really cool to see Lachlan Monroe as Larry Fitzgibbon, who is the cop, because I was like, oh, that's a guy from Night at the Rocks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I, I just had one of those, like, I haven't seen this guy in forever. Good for, for him. For me, he's from Scary Movie. That's what I always think. Yes. Of, he, the parody mm-hmm. of uh, Scream or whatever. I was like, oh, I, uh, you know what's funny? It's like that. that's one of the moments in the show where I was like, I hope this hits. And those two had great back and forth, him and his partner. When they go to like when they go to uh, interrogate uh, Robert Patrick and he's just throwing out horrible slurs and she's just cutting him right back down. I'm like, this is this back and forth is good. I think that they the casting was great on that. I think those two have great chemistry as far as like she her sort of being like the straight person and him being sort of like the kind of what the heck is going on here. Um, that hit for me. But I mean, I, I, I what's up, guy? I was just say her calling him a fork at the end, and him, like that little <laughs> back and forth of like, why not a spoon? It's like so many cultures have spoons. He's Very funny. funny. Yeah, that he was doesn't good. know that. Um, and like, and shout out to the old man who's like, "Fuck you, old man." He's great. <laughs> 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 that, just, yeah, no, I'm looking. I'm definitely looking forward to the rest of the stuff. And, and like, it's just James Gunn just has now developed that wonderful style where it's like everything in the kitchen sink, and you're either in or you're not on these. And I, and I just appreciate the fact that that HBO and Warner just let him be him and took and just took any of the restraints off and were like just go for it man because as much as i don't like i didn't love the butt baby joke or the dick vampire joke at least like those still go toward playing toward the character of being a douchebag so at least it, it still backs up something in the story which is good and then of course i just laughed my ass out when when eagerly fucking hugged him i was like this is so funny and oh also God. kind of endearing and heartfelt yeah. and, and this that's just james gunn right there and, and that's but, the thing for me is like Episode one was like perfect for me and I, two and three. I think I liked less so uh, because I, I just not only think episode one was so strong, but the way it ended and having that that big sort of explosion moment and the sonic boom. That was yeah. such show you a the scale, right? Like what could happen in this show? Yes, that was like that was pizza? such that was such a the boys moment for yeah. me having yeah. a crazy we're talking about. Huey exploding the translucent man and being like, what the fuck is this show right now? I have no idea what's happening. I, what is, well, who was that woman? Like what the hell is happening? 
And since then, I'm still really, really stoked about the story and what's happening with these butterflies and what's happening with Robert Patrick's character. But um, still not super stoked about the rest of the supporting cast so far, unfortunately. Well, we're going to be doing these kind of funny screencasts for the rest of the episodes right here. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. All the other places you already know. Uh, I think the plan right now is to post them every Thursday around noon. So stay tuned for that. Uh, the, the show comes out on Wednesdays at midnight. So it's always kind of a hard thing to plan around. Uh, but we appreciate you all. Let us know in the comments below what you thought about the show. And remember to write into kind of funny.com slash screencast for all of your questions, thoughts, and theories. Until next week, I love you all. Goodbye.